right, so I'm going to elaborate on this character, Micaiah. Some in the regular Bible text know the person as Michael. But here it says her. So we are going to touch on this her. Now, I'm going to go to Daniel 12 and 1 and read. And it says, At that time will Mahiah stand up, the great ruler who stands for the children of your people. And there will be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation to the same time. And at that time your people will be delivered, everyone who will be found written in the book of life. Okay, and it explains that it elaborates the Meleka were noted two things. First, the house of Yahuwah would be a great affliction and the trouble, and the second Yahuwah would deliver it. Interesting. And then it gives Revelations 12, which I read here. And then it gives Mahaya 24:21, And then we go on to see that it talks about the book of life. So who is this character, Mahaya? And why? So let's look at Daniel. It gives two verses on one, which is G1, which I explain, and then it gives a number one on who Micaiah is. So let's go to Daniel 10, 13, and Daniel 21. So we got to go back a few chapters to 10 to find this character and who it really is. So let's go to Daniel 10, 13. Here we go. Just as, it just as it is written in the law given through Moshe that all disasters have come upon us, yet we have not made our prayers to you, O Yahuwah, our Father, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. Interesting that it would say that. Let's go to 21 and see what 21 says. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man of Yahuwah, whom I have seen in the vision at the beginning, began being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about that time of the evening of opulation, or sacrifice is what it means. So this woman is praying for somebody or a nation, and she has a vision, and it causes a swift flying in the spirit. And he reaches this person about the time in the evening of opulation. Opulation is sacrifice. Now, this is Daniel talking, but we're talking about who this Micaiah is and what this person is doing. So let's go see the man of Yahuwah. Okay, it is L. Or one and it gives Daniel eight or Daniel eight sixteen. 
So let's go to 8.16 and see what 8.16 says. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the river, Uli, which called out and said, Man of Yahuwah, make this man understand the vision. Do you hear me? Make this man of Yahuwah, make this man understand the vision. Isn't it not funny that I stand before you and I'm telling you what the Bible is instructing who Micaiah is. Now, let's go down to the bottom and see what number two states. Roughly two. In Hebrew, they call it Gabriel. In tradition, Gabriel was assumed to be the name of a Maleka of Yahuwah. Gabriel. Or Gabriel. Code word. And it talks about him being a messenger. But it also refers to, over on the other side, Revelations 12, 14. Which we went over talking about the two witnesses. Interesting. And it goes on to say... Hebrew means Gabriel. Daniel means Gabriel. Traditionally translated Gabriel, associated to the name of the Maleka of Yahuwah. Genuine Hebrew and Chaldean lexicon, it talks about the man of Yahuwah. Who is this man of Yahuwah? It's interesting to note. But it doesn't give you any clue other than it's Gabrielle or Gab. Roughly speaking, it's an immortal being or meaning immortal. Which is odd to say the least that we would see. That up here we see in Daniel 8. It tells us who this person is in 21. And so forth and so on. And what it's referring to. It says, and I heard a man's voice between the banks of the river. The banks of a river. You lie. Let's see what you lie means. Roughly speaking, if you're willing to go with me. The banks of you lie. Google a few minutes here. Okay.
strength full senseless I find it amazing you lie means strength the banks of strength it's a baby's name it's a male name and actually it's unisex it's a female name well known uh, it means riches of oil or trees place of riches of trees talking about Elam or a flower you lie Gabriel is calling it you lie or the visions of you lie it's interesting to see that it means a place of strength fools and senseless let's go in and look at baby origin and check it out and see what it says it means exactly what it means a place of the fools or a place of senselessness uh, but it has other connotative meanings meaning of you lie a city of Susa in Greek meaning Elusa in Hebrew in my vision I saw myself in the city citadel of Susa in the providence of Elam on the canals of Uli is what it means Susa Let's find out what Susa means It means fellow, means Basa. Susan in the Bible means Iran. Mm hmm. In the banks of the white. It also means in the place of the lilies. Find it interesting, it talks about the place of the lilies. It means the place of the lilies. Yuli means lilies. Okay, let's look at the other name that they give. We looked at Susa. Let's look at a providence of Elam. Lily. forever eternal or tree the place of the lilies forever eternal or tree interesting okay what's the bible the nation of elam and forever means forever also distance it means a hidden or entity a hidden entity find it interesting it talks about a hidden entity um, distant entity 
quite interesting. A hidden distant entity, forever eternal, and a tree that we stand by that strengthens us. Interesting to look up the name Yuli. Quite interesting indeed. So we've seen in Daniel that this person is staying in the place of Yuli in Susa, which is Lily. Yuli means strength in the place of strength, in the place of the lily, in the place of eternal nature, eternal strength of the Father. So he's saying these people, these witnesses, are in the high protection of the Father. Find it odd that this person named Micaiah has that protection and she has the power to do battle with Shaitan itself. And yet, it's like I don't even exist. I leave you to decide who Micaiah is. I know my Hebrew name. And it says here, her malachim, her messengers. I have no messengers, but I do run this ministry. And I have people that listen. I don't look at changing the world. I know what my name means in Hebrew. My full name represents 144,000. I find it odd when you translate Kimberly Dawn over into Hebrew. That's what it means, those three names, 144,000. Wake up, people. We are in the end times. There is one other. One other. I know who he is, but I'm not going to discuss it. I'm revealing to you who I am. And to those that are listening, I'm waiting for you to come and question me. And to those that want to laugh, I tell you now, you laugh the father in the face. Because I am tired of living this life. I am tired of doing the things I have to do to keep myself alive. We have lived under a system that has tried to kill us out spiritually. And the Father made me very clear. You tried to hurt me. And you're not going to hurt me anymore. You're not going to hurt me. And I am revealing myself now. I am this person mentioned in Revelation. As I speak, my voice goes forward. Completing the Father's mission. In these final hours. He called me out. My experience with the Father was not pleasant. 
and it was not per se easy to deal with he's a father that loves he's a father that cares for his own he is a father that wants his children to follow him if you don't follow him he gets a hold of you somehow he makes himself known for me it was on a morning taking my mother to dialysis i was minding my own business a few days before that happened on Prisach, about a month in advance of 5780. I prayed for him to enter my life. I had him before, and I went dead and corrupt. I let Shaitan in my life, and he destroyed it by taking everything I love away, every dream I had. I'm not letting it happen again. The system we are in is a system I don't want to be in because it destroys our very core. The first church was very spiritual. It took less than 1,260 years to destroy it and put us in death's door. We are approaching the millennium reign of our father. I'm going into that millennial reign one way or another. My full name is Micaiah Hadassah Ye'eloma. I am revealing myself to you now. I am one of two. One of two. I preach the word of the prophets and the Torah. I have been calling out since August of last year. Nobody was listening then, but I have you now because we're in the pandemic and you're hearing my truth. There is one other. And I go to his church, and he talks about repentance. And I am calling the same, repent, America. Repent before it is too late. I call it out. It is time. It is time. We don't have time to wait much longer. Judgment is going to fall. You have seen blood waters. You have seen pestilences of locusts, frogs. You have seen stars falling from the heavens. You have seen the signs in the heavens spoken of in revelations. I've seen it. I knew it and I tried to ignore it and I can't ignore it anymore. I knew since five years old what I was and I ignored it. I fought the father. 
I fought his will for my life. I'm not fighting anymore. I can't. If I fight, I deny his name. I know who he is. And I know what he is. And I ask you, do you know him? Before it's everlasting too late. I talk with a heavy heart. And yes, I cried tears the other day. For nearly an hour and a half. Or longer. Calling out. But this is the last call I'm going to do. Before I go off of here again. In 2016. Just before the election. Uh, take it back 2015. I revealed myself to a certain gentleman. In another name. Because the father told me not to reveal myself. Then the father went silent. To see what would happen. I wrote him as Archangel Deborah. One. At gmail.com I'm her and I wrote a very lengthy email to this gentleman prior to him starting Mercury 1 and I give him the verses of Deborah and Barach and the judgment that happened on him and in that judgment that Deborah Devorah Div, or Deborah, she predicted that Barak would not kill his enemy, but it would be a woman that would run a peg through the head of his enemy. And it happened. And I told this gentleman that it was time for him to move on and start Mercury One. I haven't had contact with him since. And here we are now, nearly five years later, or should I say three and a half years later, and I'm back, revealing myself to somebody very important who I pray for. You're looking for your answer, Mr. Trump. I'm here. I know you have a question on your mind. What you should do. And I have sent letter after letter on behalf of the Father. You know where I'm at. You know where I live. You know the church I go to. I'm not going to call again. The Father put on my heart to reveal this. I am one of the two witnesses mentioned in Revelations. I am her that the Father put on my heart to call out people for repentance in the world. My ministry's name is not happenstance. My name is not happenstance. The Father give me these things. I wouldn't be speaking these words now if our nation was not at a precipice. 
there was a gentleman that died in 2006 that revealed me. And people ask questions who I was. Who's this Esther? I don't think my church family really thought when I told them who I was that I was the one that Tim Clement spoke of. It's amazing that someone, the father, would reveal me to them. Didn't expect it. I have, since five years old, had a very prophetic gift. I had a very tied to the father. I heard him speak. I felt his emotions. I discerned things around me since five years old. I tried to shut it out. I can't. I was scared of it. I was frightened. I was unnerved by what went around me in the world. I was scared of being judged by others. Can't be scared anymore. It's my destiny. I know at the end of that destiny, who knows where it will go. It could be my death. It could be my life. It could be anything. But I know right now at this point of history, you're speaking to a Jewish woman out of the line of David that was called out by the father, her own uncle, to serve her nation. In the nations of the world. And I don't speak lightly. I didn't write those letters happenstance, Mr. President. I wrote them to let you know I'm out here. And it's your choice to move forward with what you need to do. Or sit in the backwaters and let these people take our nation over. But I tell you now, I've got your attention. I sent that card not because of being funny, illiterate, or crazy. I'm not. I have an IQ over 800. I'm not illiterate. I have five degrees. I'm not illiterate. I see what's going on. I know what's going on. I I watch what social media does. They will knock me off at some point, and you'll lose all contact with me. Just remember, hold on to those cards. I don't know how long I'll be on here. I don't know how long you'll hear me, brother. But I will tell you this, you are my big brother, and I'm speaking truth. Your election was not happenstance. Everything these prophets said are true, including King Clement that you were meant for a second term. But because of deep state issues, they're trying to get rid of you to keep me from coming on the scene because they know what's going to happen is going to happen. They're going to lose everything they work so hard to keep. I'm the thorn in their side, and they know it. A thorn that's going to everlasting destroy them. And I'm going to cut this and start another one, and we will continue talking.
No, Mr. President, I don't take it lightly. You found me. And I will mention the name of the gentleman that I wrote the letter to. If you've ever heard of Glenn Beck, he started Mercury One. I was the one that wrote him an email back in the later part of 2005, or actually 2015, early 2016. I was living with my husband here in Arlington at the time I did it, maybe a little longer, and I faded out. I hid myself away. The father turned off my notions, and my spirit died. It's active again. I mean, you know, I've been hearing the father and ignoring him for a while, but I had this gift to me into the spiritual realm and hear him speak with me. He makes himself known, and I've had it since I was five years old. People call me crazy. I need to see a psychiatrist. Lot of things but when you are in in and about the father's business and you abide in him and he abides in you you know that he's there this ministry was started from his heart i don't take any due course i don't take money i don't take donations i don't do any of that i got on here to try to give people hope And there is hope, but I never knew that my ministry would end up being mentioned in the word. Granted, the father made it clear my name, what it represented. He gave me my name. I've always lived by an English name. I didn't live by a Hebrew name. I mean, you know, my mom's name means Lily, the place of the Lily. That's where I'm at. My first name's my mom's first name is Violet, which means purple lily or royal lily. And my mom's middle name is Sue. Short for Susan. Place of the lily. Sound familiar? I live in a house that is in a valley that's predominantly covered with myrtle. My middle name is Hadassah. It means myrtle. My End of my name, Mechaya, means one like the father. And my first name, Ya'aloma, represents my English name, Kimberly. So I end up with Kimberly Dawn having three names, representing Kimberly Dawn. And my full name is Ye'aloma Hadassah, or Sahara, in Persian which means Esther, or Easter, or Ishtar, and it means Mechaya, which means one that shineth, or one like the Father. Granted, I'm not saying I'm perfect, and I'm not, but I am her that wrote you. I am the same her that wrote Glenn Beck, so if you ever get in contact with Glenn Beck, he might say he received a letter and was looking for this person. I have a calling on my life. I've been anointed. My church members recognized it. They also recognized my problems with certain churches where I've been persecuted. Granted, I forgive that, and I'm not going to elaborate on that. 
but I had resentment for years. Granted, that I stand before you now telling you who I am and what the Bible says. You can take it or leave it. That's your judgment. But I tell you, brother, we in the Father, Yeshua, are one. And I testify of the name written upon his thigh. For his name is Yahushua Yeshua, or roughly speaking, Yahushua Yahuwah. In Israel, Yahuwah was our Elohim. He was one in one. He came here and died to save my Gentile brethren. You know him as Christ. I know him as Mashiach. He is my distant relative. You read it throughout the books. He's very much alive, and I testify to that. I am living proof that Yeshua existed. And he got a hold of me, and he let me know who he was. I was so ashamed of my heritage. I wanted nothing to do with it because of the fact that I was embarrassed. But no longer. And the Father made it quickly clear he loves me, he forgives me of my disrespect and my sins. I'm not perfect. I'm human. I still make mistakes. I have to go before him and ask for these things. But he speaks. He tells me what he wants people to know. And you have a question on your heart right now, Mr. President. A very real question. I will tell you this. Whatever they do to you, they will reap. But the question is, you've only got maybe 12 or 13 days left of your presidency. You will be reelected, President, Mr. President. Given, there's some things you have to do. I can't tell you here. I can't because a father restricts me. But I will tell you this, everything that all these people spoke is true. It was this shaitan trying to take it away through actors, or in this case, bad men that don't give a crap, don't care. Pardon my lingo. They hate me as much as they hate you. Shaitan hates me worse, and that's who I go after, Shaitan, because he destroyed my life. He took everything from me, everything, and the father that favors me is going to get his revenge. Granted, they're not going to like me when they meet me, if they ever do. But I tell you now, Mr. President, I am the lady that wrote you the five letters. Your suspicions are correct, number one. Number two, I live in a small town outside of Lawrence County, Ohio. You have that address. You have my phone number. You have everything you need to find me. 
if I'm not at my house, and you've got somebody watching me, I'll be at church at Impact. Matter of fact, Sunday morning, I'll be there. You have plenty of time. I beg you. If there's something you need answered, I will go to the Father in prayer. I can't answer it here. I can't do what you need done, but I will tell you. We will cross paths at some point, good or bad. Maybe not here, but in heaven. I don't know, but I do know you have something on your heart that's weighing you, a decision you have to make and you need an answer. You know where you can get that answer. I will certainly do it. I have to, I have no choice. I have to be acquiescent as a father. He requires me to be. I have to be submissive to him as a servant of the Most High. And it's hard, very hard right now. You know me from Adam. You've never met me before. You know, you don't know if you can trust me or not. Follow your instincts. And those generals around you, listen to them. If they have something they're bringing up, Flynn and them, listen to them. I beg you, listen. Because it's the Father telling you what he wants and needs done. But I am her that wrote those letters. And I know at some point we will meet. The Father told me. It's strange I'm sitting here revealing that, that I am the one that you're speaking to now. He made me put my business cards from the church I went to and my business card of my ministry in that envelope for some strange reason. It's strange that I'm a mitten and I give you the information so you could come to Anchor and find me or whatever you found me on. I don't know how long my ministry will be up, but I am telling you who I am. I live exactly as the Father tells me. I obey him. He's tested me on many things. And he's revealed many things. He's a loving man that cares. He cares for his creation. He cares for his children that believe. But for those that don't, he has stern warnings of judgment. How do I describe our father? He's a man of all knowing, all seeing. He's brown-headed, green-eyed, fiery green eyes. Not much Bigger than me, maybe a little taller, about six foot, six foot seven, something like that. Very astute. And he doesn't like our inventions. He calls our cars rattle traps. And our computers things that he would like to trash. When I first met him, he revealed himself to me in a green SUV. Emerald green. He likes green. For some strange reason. I haven't seen him since. I've not laid eyes on him. Except that one time when he revealed himself. And I knew after it was him. 
the simple word ayin, which is a Hebrew word for sword. I knew it was him. He came on me and let me know that he had revealed himself to me and someone else. But I tell you this. I've seen him in many other forms, in the skies, in the heavens. I'm not crazy. I'm very spiritual. But he doesn't make himself known much. If there's something he wants to speak or put on my heart, then I do it. Like tonight, he wanted me to speak about Revelations 11 and 12. And we will go further over into that. But right now, I'm focusing on the witnesses and revealing who I am to you, Mr. President, and my other listeners. Since August of last year, my ministry has took off. I carry nearly 85 countries and about everything except for about 10 states in the United States. Washington, D.C. is one of them. I know I'm upsetting the mob there because <laughs> you're playing my videos and listening to my podcast and they hate me. Papa said they would. They would hate me. They would despise me like no end. But then, I love it. I would be loved and cared for because I tell the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts, Mr. President, and I know you're there. You listen to my podcast because I know I see Washington, D.C., and I know your family listens to it. I have something to say. El Shinon. Figure that one out. I did. I know what it means. El Shaddai, give me what it means. I won't say it here. I have a right to call you my brother. I worry about you. I worry about this nation. I worry about the nation of Israel. That's what's on my heart. I pray every night, every day. I spend hours on end with the Father. My husband does get jealous when I do. But there's a reason for it. Good reason. I'm seeing things clashing. Things changing. Things going away. Papa's made it clear he's coming. There's no doubt about that, and he will be here. I'm not going to ramble too much. Because Sunday is my day that I rest. Friday and Saturday, I get on here to do Shabbat. And I'm completing my Shabbat tonight by being on here. I get the best of both worlds. I spend Sunday with my brothers and sisters and enjoy it. I can't do it in a synagogue, but I can worship my creator, my father, my Abba, the one who created me, with others of like mind. Yes, I'm a rabbi, and it's kind of odd you would see a Jew amongst Gentiles worshiping, but so be it.
Sacred Elohim Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries was started on the notion of helping others. Not knowing that I was fulfilling God's prophecies. It was started on a heart-filled mission. I had completed my courses for a doctorate degree in my rabbinical and went ahead and completed my ministry. I will be starting a pastoral soon. Hopefully the Lord will bless me in some way to do that. Right now I'm having some difficulties doing it. Who has ever heard of a Jew being a pastor? I don't know. I finished my Mayha just a few months ago. I joined a local church here that Ron Parsley uh, started, one of his students. Ron knows nothing about me, and they know very little about me. They're learning that I'm very spiritually inclined to certain things, and things happen. The father told me eventually he would reveal himself and make himself known to them. But I am revealing myself to you because Papa told me something. You've been looking for me after that first letter and you've been devastated because you can't find me. And I wrote you three other letters, four other letters since then. And then the last letter went out in November just before the elections. And you've been wondering where I was at. But I give you a clue because Papa told me to do it. Now you know. You're listening to her. I've been on Twitter all along following you up until they cut you off. I've been on YouTube for nearly a year. Facebook nearly a year and now here. I've picked up people from all around the world, including California, believe it or not. And some of the stuff going in California was sparked by me. I wouldn't say it wasn't. And Georgia, revival there. I want people to have hope in uncertain times. There's some that have come on to me and laughed at me or give me sexual innuendos. I ignore them. I don't care. That's not what I'm here for. It turns me off. I'm married, so why would I worry about that? I'm married to a very loving man. And I love him, and he loves me. He's saved, another believer in Yeshua. So is my mother. I don't speak lightly, Mr. President, and I know you're listening. I know right now our nation is going through tough times, but there's no way our nation's going to be unified with you know who in there. I've been listening onto the insights of what's been going on, and I understand your leeway and perception. You're seeking an answer for a particular reason, and the nation is seeking it. And I am that one that will answer it. For this father, the father, 
our father speaks to me. He tells me many things about you. He calls you his high chief prince who he loves. And there is a certain question on your mind that he's let me know. And there's a certain question about myself that you need answered. And you don't know how to approach it. I'm not going to sit here and, and read my book of things that he's given me through certain reasons and epitaphs. You're wanting an answer. And you've been praying to the Father and get nowhere. And you're wondering why these things are happening to our nation. I'll give you a little insight, Mr. President. The pandemic, there's a good reason. The Father let it happen. It was to open my brother's and sister's eyes and my own eyes to who's important. I was dealing with the father back in September of nearly a year ago. He came back to me. He revealed himself. He pinned me down on my, my own bed and spoke to me. I've never had that happen before in my life. You don't challenge the father and expect him not to give you a straight answer if he loves you or not. And I'm not saying that's your question. But he does love this nation. And he's heartbroken that he has to do the things he does. I will say this. He heard the, the prayers of his children. He heard them. He made it equivocally clear to me he heard them. But he's not going to answer him until a certain thing that you need answered comes around. And I'm not going to give it here. Not going to give it here. You have to make that conscious decision to seek me out. Conscious decision. And you're weighing it right now. I know it. I can feel it. I sense it. I discern it. I discern everything around me. That's the whole problem. My church brothers and sisters are not quite for sure what I'm all about. They know there's sometimes I have things come on me and I have to go outside. I don't want to disturb them and their worship when the Father comes on me. I don't. I have had a couple times that I've been in prayer and I've revelated things. And equivocally, the answer the church seeks is what the Father wants. The answer this nation seeks, the Father wants. And you know what that answer is. And why I'm here talking to you now, Mr. President. We're at a crossroads. We have a decision to make as a nation.
and it's not going to be easy and it's going to be very hard to make that decision i know you right now you're down you're not for sure how to handle what's happening i can tell you how to handle it but i'm not going to say it here but i will tell you plosi won't get her way for she told he told me the father that no hand will touch you no hand will touch you because i prayed that on you i prayed protection upon you and your family you won't be touched my brother don't worry about what they have to say Pelosi can say impeach, impeach. It's not going to happen. The Republicans can turn against you, but all they're going to get is thorns in their butts. And judgment. And it is coming judgment because I don't speak lightly of things like that I don't speak lightly of the father's words with all happenstance I don't want to ramble this too on I'll run one more thing and then I'll be right back I gotta take a 10 minute just to get off my legs so I'll be right back, Mr. President.